Hello, I'm Rob Beckett. And I'm Josh Whittacombe. Welcome to Parent in Hell, the show in which Josh and I discuss what it's really like to be a parent, which I would say can be a little tricky. So, to make ourselves, and hopefully you, feel better about the trials and tribulations of modern-day parenting, each week we'll be chatting to a famous parent about how they're coping. Or hopefully how they're not coping. And we'll also be hearing from you, the listener, with your tips, advice, and, of course, tales of parenting woe. Because, let's be honest, there are plenty of times when none of us know what we're doing. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. This is your typical radio ad while eating a Crunch Bar. This is Automatic of Auto's Used Cars. This weekend only, we're having a whale! Bring the kids. See for yourself. It is huge. You're going to make a big splash. No other dealer can say they have a whale like this. When things sound dull, turn up the fun with Crunch. Hello, you're listening to Parent in Hell with... Okay, baby, can you say Josh Widdicombe? Josh And Rob Beckett. Oh, Beckett. Good girl. She's a barrel of laughs. She's full of beans. There, this is two-year-old Fionn's efforts at an intro. Apologies for the background noise. She was obviously rustling a Greg's bag. I couldn't even hear it. Thanks for keeping it real and sexy. Nia and Fionn Miller-Jones, St. Albans. Oh, St. Albans. Fionn's a nice name, isn't it? Fionn. Is it Irish? I don't know. William Haig's wife was called Fionn. That's all How I've got. How do you know that? Fionn, I don't know, because it's the kind of thing I know. <laughs> William Haig's wife? When he was leader of the Tory party. Well, he still is, I imagine. His wife, I don't know if they're still together. Oh, Fionn's two Fs. Fionn. Yeah, for Fion. Fion, okay. Uh, yeah, I think he's still married to uh, to William Haig, yeah. Oh, there we go. There we yeah. go. He's, he's a keeper. Yeah, um, yeah. She went to we, sh- we should mention, Rob, the mm. incredible news that we haven't mentioned. What's that? That we have a listener in... Oh, Pine Bluff. Pine Bluff. Yes, we haven't mentioned that. We, we mentioned Pine Bluff. We had one person that listened to this show in Pine Bluff in Arkansas. Arkansas. The worst place in Arkansas. It's one of the, yeah, it's one of the most dangerous cities in the in America. And we had can you read out the message of the person that listened? Yes, this is from Samantha Evans. Re Arkansas, I listened once whilst visiting a friend in Pine Bluff. There we go. It's it's that is the person. I'm British and lived in San Francisco. Wow. There's a British population in Arkansas as Walmart is based there, which bought Asda, so they brought British people over to sort out their online grocery side. There you go. Oh, imagine that. You got, you work at Asda, right? You're in Asda head office in the UK, probably somewhere like Tamworth, somewhere yeah. Midlandsy. Nothing wrong with Tamworth. You go, oh, Walmart have bought Asda. I'm moving to the American head office. Where are you going? Pine oh. Bluff. Oh, Absolutely. Pine Bluff. Everyone in, your, in, in the little town you grew up in, oh, my God, have you heard? They're moving to America, their job at Asda, yeah. And then you're like, yeah, it's great pretending you're living in New York, sending stock photos of Manhattan, but you're in Pine Bluff. Oh, you're in Pine Bluff. Asda's based in Leeds, Rob. Uh, oh, is so, it? 
Yeah, which has got... It's a nice place to live as well, Leeds, Leeds isn't it? Leeds is great. I like Leeds. I like York as well. I'd go York over Leeds, personally. Oh, York, for me, is my... I'd say my favourite city in the UK. It's up there, isn't it? Oh, it's beautiful. But no, it's no Pine Bluff, though. No. In no Arkansas. Um, right, I've got... This is the correspondence special, and we have got... I've been going through it, Josh. I've consolidated... I say I, Michael, and someone that's probably helped Michael, has consolidated these thousands of emails into... Hit me. Right, okay. I, I'm going to start off with something big. Okay. Okay. I laughed so much, I wrote off my car. What? My name's no. Lydia. Richard Hammond. Oh, sorry. Um... <laughs> Uh, my name's Lydia, and my brother introduced me to the podcast, and this is the only time I'll admit he was right. It's epic. Anyway, I work in a busy A&E department, which is a commute of one hour, 30 minutes away, so a perfect time to listen to episodes. On my way home from work, I was listening to the episode in Series 1 with Jen Brister and laughed so much, I clipped my tyre, which sent my car veering down the road and ended up in a tree in a ditch. Oh, my God. Writing my car off, breaking my wrist... Oh splitting my, God, my knee own department. and injuring my shoulder probably not it's miles away <laughs> no one else was injured and I'm okay now after a few months off just thought it was a months. huge win <laughs> few win huge win for the podcast I'm not huge sure huge win any, for the podcast we almost killed you any other comedic roundings can say they almost call someone to laugh themselves dead you guys are epic I have three kids and you are make, um, you are nailing it every episode thank you keep going please Lydia yeah um, well apologies for that and yes you must be must, from my speed awareness course you must concentrate on the road at all times unless you're looking left and right to see if it's a 20 what's what's the rules on hilarious podcasts in the speed awareness course yeah I didn't feel comfortable asking that yeah hi guys um, I uh, present a highly relatable podcast um just wondering uh should you be listening to podcasts or not yeah. um, but that's lydia well i hope you feel better lydia i'm sorry yeah. about that but also stick, quite... stick to off menu when you're driving when you're driving and you don't want to laugh stick to off menu you'll be fine <laughs> just sort of shout poppadoms every 20 minutes or whatever it is they do are they still going you're that bloody uh, that bloody elton john on the guy, the guy that played elton john taran egerton oh is that what we're doing now people that played someone <laughs> I can't, get Michael Sheen on. I can't on. believe get, we have Brian Clough on. I reckon we get get Michael Sheen on again. We'll have to we'll do Cluffy Blair and uh, Frost or Nixon. Don't know who he was. Yeah, Frost. He was Frost. He was yeah. Frost. <laughs> That's good because like interviewing people from beyond the grave. <laughs> right here we go. Now, what do you want, Josh? I'm going to give you some choice. We've got some parenting okay. fails. We've got some boomer stories. People we didn't realise were not real. Um, winning let's go, things let's as a start kid. With boomer stories because they're classics, aren't they? Okay. Oh. Before we do Boomer, I've got this about... Give me the, give me the fucking choice and then you take it away from me. What's right, okay, no, no, but thing? it was another choice. Whole Someone said they heard the podcast in a taxi. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. This is quite good. And then we'll do Boomer. Just heard you guys talking about how cab drivers don't listen to podcasts and particularly not Parenting Hell. Untrue. I got into an Uber the other day and the driver was listening to your pod. At first I was irritated because I wanted silence, but I found myself laughing out loud pretty soon. Yes. That was only five days ago and I've since listened to about 15 of your podcasts. Oh. I love them and often roaring with laughter as I'm cleaning the house, cooking or walking the dog. I always knew I didn't want kids and now I'm even more sure of that. Oh. <laughs> okay. Wow. That's from Charlie. We've done, our, we've done our job for overpopulation. <laughs> I know. Um, we are. I think we should start investing in condoms. Yeah, maybe we should. We're driving the condom industry hard. Um, well, well done, Charlie. And thank you to the uh, Uber driver there. Yeah. Hope you tipped him. Do you want some uh, Boomer? Yeah. Do you rate Ubers? I, I forget to rate. Oh, I thought you meant as a company. Do you rate Uber? You <laughs> no, I've not been in Uber. They can't get them. Oh, mate. They're nowhere. They used to be everywhere. 
I know that this might be a bit London centric. The fucking Uber and cab shortage is doing my head in because they all yeah. they all quit during lockdown, Rob. Yeah, I know. So all the so there's not enough Ubers. There's not enough black cab drivers either because they're all the old ones quit. Yeah. I ordered a black cab the other day. It was thirteen minutes away. Thirteen. <laughs> now now looked, you've gone quite London. I, know, I looked at the map. It was basically. It was, it was about four miles away. I was like, it's not worth your... I wanted to text him and go, mate, don't come and get me. Yeah. It, the journey is less than it's going to take you to get to me. But I, that is quite Londony. But also, you're, we are used to, in London... Two minutes max. Yeah, exactly. So If something's not two minutes away now, I am fuming. <laughs> I'm a terrible human being. I, I've been spoiled. You get to the bus stop, four minutes, you're like, are you effing kidding me? <laughs> four minutes! What am I going to do? Listen to a song? Like... <laughs> Just put one song on. One song. But by the time you found something, the bus is yeah, there. exactly. I know. I've just become so impatient because I went through a period of my life where if I ordered an Uber, it was never more than a minute away. It was mental. There was a point in London where if you walked out onto the street, about five black cabs would go past. Yeah. I feel like an old person talking about the old days, but the old days were 2019. <laughs> yeah, pre-COVID old days. Um, right, we've got some boomers here. We've got some yeah. boomer stuff, right? Triggered by a boomer story in last week's episode, I felt compelled to message now the flashbacks have eased. I studied standard grade, Scottish equivalent of GCSE history at high school. One of the modules was the two world wars. Um, there were two standard grade classes next door to each other and partway through a lesson the other teacher came into our class he was uncharacteristically sombre had a few quiet words with our teacher then left our teacher then relayed the message that our country was at war what bear in mind this would have been 98 99 so not long after the gulf war had ended we were told our dads had already been called up and wouldn't be there when we got home we were 14 we all started (gasps) crying and screaming and generally inconsolable even after the teachers explained it was a setup to experience what it would have been like for our grandparents when war broke out in 1939. Oh, Cue my God. many parent complaints and the teachers never repeating the stunt again. That is incredible. That is sick, isn't it? But I kind of admire it. Yeah, but it's like just, just, you don't need to experience it to learn about it. If you're studying to become a doctor, you don't like take your own appendix out to know what the recovery time is. No, no, You don't exactly. have to experience it to no, learn about it. I understand that war is bad. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to say it. I, I oh, understand it on. must have been horrific. Yeah, yeah. But I don't need to sleep in a tube station overnight to know what it was like during the Blitz. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, you know, if you're a judge in the courtroom, you don't yeah. need to be punched in the face to know what ABH is. No, exactly. exactly. I know it would be good. <laughs> yeah, the judge, it would be a terrible job being a judge, wouldn't it? What you got on this week? Yeah, burglary. They've just done me out, so I know. I know now. <laughs> the, I think the sentences would go up higher and higher, particularly as the day went on and the judge got more and more pissed off. <laughs> yeah, he's had a terrible week. I had two burglaries, two assaults. It's a nightmare. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. Want to be more active this summer? Sierra helps you save on everything from swimsuits to stand-up paddle boards, tennis rackets to fishing tackle. And if that doesn't float your boat, we also have pool floats. Sierra, let's get moving to your local store, like now. Go! 
All right, here's another boomer parenting story. For my fourth birthday, I got three goldfish as a gift and loved them. One night, my dad sat me and my little sister down to watch a trick. He proceeded to grab one of the fish out of the tank in front of us. Oh, no. And eat oh, no. it. We were hysterical. My parents laughed their heads off as it turned out my mother had carved a goldfish out of a carrot and floated it in the tank for a dad to trick us with. Yeah. He had to count out the remaining fish dozens of times to persuade us he hadn't really murdered one. He blamed my mother, who to this day maintains it was funny. I will never forgive her. <laughs> would you Would you eat a fish for banter? Uh, I wouldn't. What, what a carrot fish? Carrot I, fish, yeah. Uh, uh, it's not my kind of humour. I can, I, can, <laughs> I can see how you think that would go well. Do you know what I mean? Mm. It is a funny joke. There's no denying it is a funny trick. Yeah, it's, it's a funny trick on the, so in the, in on the audience. Um, yeah, so like, for example, if you had that goldfish and your mate came around for a coffee, yeah. you made him a coffee and you went, are you hungry? And then you pick up the carrot fish and eat it. Yeah, exactly. In front of him and then carry on making the coffee and tea. While they're just like, what has gone on? I think that's funny, but harrowingly thinking that your parents have eaten your fish—that's horrible. I don't know why. I don't know why the mum is never going to be forgiven. It feels a bit unfair. She carved the carrot, and it was well. They he said it was her idea. Yeah, but she didn't. She didn't perform the trick. That's like not forgiving Debbie McGee for something Paul Daniels did. Do you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I think the dad's as liable as the mummy. He's eating the fucking carrot fish. Imagine if he picked up the wrong fish by mistake. Um, well, I've got more parenting fails here. This is more yeah. uh, just not very good at parenting rather than boomer. Um, I thought I'd share my parenting fail this week. My three-year-old likes to collect treasure, shiny stuff when we're out and about. He slips it in the bottom of the buggy. Unbeknown to me, he'd found a vape. <laughs> Turned out yeah. it worked. He didn't, did he? Came out to the garden to see plumes of smoke coming out as he sucked on the vape. How? Even after Anonymous said, doesn't give a shit. No, it. Couldn't give a shit. Yeah, he was on the vape at the back. Don't worry about it. Oh, my God. That is incredible. Um, I've got a good birthing story here, Josh. Oh, no. This one's from Amy and Tom. It was November 2021 during lockdown and we opted for a home birth. We had a little pool set up in the living room and our eldest was napping upstairs. These are brave people. Yeah. The midwives hadn't arrived yet and I needed a hot water top up in the pool. We'd run out of hot water. So in a panic, Tom hurtled past me with a bucket to go and ask the neighbours for water. You'd just do the kettle, wouldn't you? What? Yeah, of course. Anyway, he's not done that. Tom's gone there next door. Anyway, at that moment, I felt the head coming. Oh, my God. So at the moment, she's in a birthing pool oh on her God. own downstairs that's lukewarm. Lukewarm's not the main issue. <laughs> Yeah. Anyway, so it, it, the, there's a toddler upstairs sleeping. Her husband's next door. Anyway, the head was coming out, and he made it back with the hot water as I gave birth to the baby. No midwives. Oh, my word. It was pretty special just being there, the two of us. I stood up in the pool with the umbilical cord that was really short, so I was all hunched over. I lifted the baby's bow up as much as I could, and I asked Tom, what do we have? He looked, tilted his head, squinted a little bit and said, it's a boy. About 15 minutes later, the midwives arrived. Oh, my word. Oh, I'd be, that 15 minutes would be so stressful, wouldn't it? Oh, Imagine my that. God. Compare that to a four-minute wait for a bus. Yeah, when you see those news stories <laughs> where, like, someone's had to deliver a baby in a lift that's broken Ugh. or something. Yeah. And you just go, I haven't got that in me. I just haven't. <laughs> you're, not, you're not a coper, are you? I... 
I simply couldn't step up to the plate in that situation. I don't think I could either. To be my head, anything that's like sort of a surgery, gory, or involving the body, yeah. I just can't. I can't watch operations when they sort of cut open. No, I mean, obviously no. you have to. I wouldn't just like have to, go for a walk and go I'd, sort it if out. If I was Luke. stuck in that lift, Rob, I'd face in the corner like at the end of Blair Witch Project, <laughs> and then just let Rose get off with it. <laughs> Like an NPC in a computer game where yeah, they just sort of keep walking, yeah, not yeah. not engaging with the world. Yeah. <laughs> just like Rose pushing and you just facing the wall. I can't rocking. deal with this. I can't deal with this. Oh, I'd really, I'd really struggle. I hated the, the birthing. Anyway, so he said, we've got a little boy. 15 minutes later, the midwives arrived. Me and the newly named Walter. That's a good name for the boy, isn't it? Walter. Walter? Walter, W-A-L-T-E-R, but yeah, born in Walter. Good. He was yeah, running for nice. Walter. What a story. Brilliant. Yeah. So with the newly named Walter, we're still in the pool having some skin to skin. The midwives were chatting to Tom about the fact we'd done an unassisted home birth. They started filing the paperwork and saying how well we'd done and how impressed they were with what we managed to deal with. Walter's middle name would be Jack after my brother. By this time, I was getting pretty uncomfortable, so I clambered out of the pool and waddled over to the sofa. Baby and umbilical cord still attached. Right? They didn't even cut it off at this point. Mm-hmm. Our eldest woke up from his nap and came down to meet his baby brother. God, this all sounds quite like yeah. magical, this, but it yeah. must have been awful. All I keep thinking about is the dirty sofa. Oh, she'd have put some clothes on. What? No, but you can't. That ain't, that's, it's not, it's not a quick clean, is it? That big pool of red water like chum oh, in wow, Jaws. Yeah. Um, anyway, sorry. It's How disgusting. do you empty the pool? Is he just doing bucket runs to the garden at this point, the dad? I don't know. Or is there some kind of water hoover? Like, is there some way of getting the water out? Because it's not just water. So it's in the house. So it's not like in the, in the garden. Yeah, you've, you got, you've got a swimming pool in your sitting room. And you've yeah, got to try so and get the water out. Bucket runs, but then there's going to be stuff in the water. Imagine just like bucket runs in the garden and then there's just like all the foxes in about a 15 mile radius turn up. <laughs> the smelly water in the garden. You've got to do the pl- Might as well do the plants. Might as well do the plants if, we, if we've got this much water. Oh dear. Um, anyway, so yeah, I don't, if you have done a home birth, let us know what you do with the water and you get it out. I'll be honest, if I'm in charge, it's, it's three days until I get round to it. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> I imagine just, that's just sat in the sitting room. No telly on. No telly on. Telly's still broke. Big pool of water. Yeah. Um, anyway, this isn't even the end of the story, Josh. This is... So she's got clambered out, got on the sofa, umbilical cord still attached. Our eldest woke up his nap, came down to meet his baby brother. I lifted water up to see him in his squishy newborn glory and realised, Tom, it's a girl. What? Walter was in fact Grace. Tom had got it wrong. What? When the baby came out, the, the dad looked... Yeah. And he got it wrong. And in Tom's words, I'm sorry, but I've never seen a puffy newborn vagina before. Oh, my word. I thought oh. it was a little pair of balls. Oh, my God. <laughs> that is something else. So they managed to do the whole of the birth, but for the sex identification. He'd never seen a puffy, puffy, um, puffy newborn vagina. I'd say he'd not. Yeah, I mean, yeah, if you, yeah, that would be a worry, wouldn't it? Yeah. Okay, I see what we've got here. No worries. <laughs> um, yeah, so um, they had a oh, little girl wow. called Grace and not oh. called Walter anymore. It's a good story, isn't it? Oh, it's a good story. Um, what else you got? Gemma and Milton Keynes. I have a story about the weirdest thing that you've been called in school about. When my daughter was in nursery, I went to collect her and it had become a long incident form as she had bitten someone. 
Oh. They wouldn't tell me who she had bitten. Yeah. But after seeing the teeth marks on her arm, I realised she had bitten herself. What? <laughs> they can't that, can't. that can't be right. They brought her in she for had biting. An of, she had an incident form for biting and being bitten, both with her name on. <laughs> No, yeah. that, that can't be true. That's incredible. <laughs> There's policy for a reason, Josh. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah. But um, that's Jeremy Milton Keynes. Absolute it, red tape nightmare. That is incredible. <laughs> red, so imagine filling out that form. Bloody bureaucracy gone All mad. All I wanted to do was look after children. Now I'm doing this. Have you have you had the biting? Oh, like I, I have, when we went in and my daughter had been bitten. Yeah. I almost punched the air because I was so pleased that she wasn't the biter. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Because they're like, we've got something to tell you. You're like, oh, no. She's been bitten. You're like, thank God for that. I don't, um, I don't, um, yeah, no, she's not a, I've been bitten, but I don't think I've ever bitten. But not only once or twice, it wasn't. But the the good thing is, what's quite exciting when they don't tell you who the biter is. Yeah. Is you can just decide it's the kid you like the least. Do you know what I mean? But you always know. I think you get a feeling. Yeah. Someone's yeah, a bite. Exactly. Luis Suarez. Imagine Luis Suarez at nursery. Oh my god! It comes out a big folder of incident forms. <laughs> um, we got these are people or things you didn't know were real or fake. We asked for these before. After I didn't know that Engelbert Humperdinck was real. Um, yeah. On the subject of people you didn't think were real, like Engelbert Humperdinck, I had the reverse during the 2016 World Cup. I thought there was a player for England called Seb Pieces. No. <laughs> Talk about set pieces. <laughs> they thought there was a player called Seb Pieces. <laughs> they were talking about Seb Pieces. Um, this isn't technically someone I didn't think existed, but it's a word. For years, I thought gunpoint was a place. So I thought when anything, <laughs> whenever something involving someone having a gun held to their head, as it was always at gunpoint, maybe it was somewhere in London. <laughs> Safe sales baffled when a friend broke the news to me. Um, I've got some great um, things people have won, Josh. Oh, yeah. There we go. This is good. Things you've won as kids. Just listen to the latest podcast. We asked if anyone had won anything as a child. I once won a one-minute round of Woolworths in Tegenmouth, Devon. Where? Tegenmouth, T-E-I-G. Tinmouth. Tinmouth. (laughs) (laughs) Tegenmouth? (laughs) I saw a G and really bounced off it. Tegenmouth. Tinmouth. That's where Muse are from. Okay, sounds good. Except you could only have one of each item, so I don't think um, this so person did very well. So they got to run around the Yeah, Tinmouth Woolworths and a minute. What would you go for? Well, you'd go to the CDs and DVDs. Oh, I suppose it might have been VHSs VHS. in those days. So, well, that's exactly where this guy went. Because if you're only allowed one of each item, the pick and mix is a fucking write-off. <laughs> well, but also that one long snake. But I don't. Could you have more than one VHS? I mentioned it's like one VHS because if oh, you went right, to the you VHS go, section, I've got Nick Hancock's Football Nightmares, and I've also got Speed. That would count as the <laughs> yeah. same. Because um, that one's good, except you can only have one of each item. So I end up with a VHS of Michael Jackson's Thriller, a Paul yeah. Simon cassette, and a Castle Lego set. Not a bad haul. What three things in a minute? Yeah, I think that's not very good. And you must. I'd argue that you should have different VHSs. Yeah, I think so. I'll yeah. just hammer the VHSs. How many I could yeah. get in a basket in a minute? Yeah. Um, anyway, yeah, so we got the VHS, Paul Simon cassette, and a Castle Lego set. Also, have done pretty well for themselves there. His they? friend at school was Dickon Hares, who won Nightmare. Yes, I remember this happening, Rob. This kid would have gone to Talkie Boys Grammar School because it was a big rumour at <laughs> yeah. my uh, school, uh, which was you. Yeah, we hated the grammar school, obviously. Yeah, uh, yeah, of course. Yeah, fucking wankers. But yeah, Dickon Hares won Nightmare. He was called Dickon Hares. 
Dick and hairs. It can't have been called dick on hairs. It was called dick and hairs. So this kid, who, yeah, would have been a talking boy. What did you win in Nightmare? Just an award? I don't know. It's so rare that a kid would win Nightmare. I'm sure I've mentioned this on something before, because someone... Didn't you write it in your book? Yeah, but I've mentioned it on something, because someone I was speaking to... Yeah, you can Google it. It is true. Dick and hairs. I've just Googled dick on hairs, and there's a lot of weird stuff to come back. Yeah, yeah, don't don't Google that. Dick and Hairs was a dungeoneer of Team Six on Series Four, hailing from Torquay. He's arguably one of one of the most memorable names of any Nightmare contestant. Too bloody right. He's called Dick and Hairs. <laughs> Dick on Hairs. Uh, yeah. Anyway, so he won Nightmare, and he went in your neck of the woods. Yeah. I've got another nineties one here. You've got a real nineties sort of cult fan base, Josh. They love getting in touch. Um, hey guys, a story about winning things as a kid might interest Josh, seeing as it's 90s-tastic. So yeah. when I was about 12 in the mid-90s, I entered a tournament at the local tennis club where I grew up in Seven Oaks, Kent. For some totally random reason, first prize was playing a round of tennis. A round of tennis or a game of tennis? I don't know. With Wolf from Gladiators. Oh, wow. A game I, of... Yeah, that is, that is great. And I actually ended up winning and can now boast of having played tennis against Wolf. Oh, wow. It was just a knockabout. Nice guy, too. Not nearly as panto bad guy as the beloved 90s gladiators. Love the pod. Anonymous. Did you ever meet a gladiator, Rob? I met a gladiator in, in adult life. Yeah, I've met a gladiator in adult life. Who, who yeah, did you so, meet? Um, Jet yeah, and Jet. Hunter. And what, what's the other one? Was it called like Virgo or something? Uh, I don't I know. That one I've met Jet and Hunter, yeah. I've, I've told this... On other forums, but it it, ha- it is one of my most favourite stories. So I'll just quickly tell you this. Yeah. That my friend, Ben, that Cobra came to their school and he did like an, an exercise class with them in the morning. Yeah. And he lifted up the teacher above his head. Yeah. All good <laughs> yeah. fun. And then um, at the end of the class, uh, they all had to write down their name and address and give it to Cobra. <laughs> and then a few days later, they got a letter through and they'd all been signed up to NatWest Current Accounts. No. Yeah, isn't that incredible? Because I remember so I remember signing up to a bank, a HSBC bank account, yeah. and I was 14 and I got an hour price voucher for Fiverr, and I had a, an account with no money to put in it. Yeah, I've still got the account, my first account. I'm still with my first that's bank not, account. That's not okay, is it? My parents didn't even know what I was doing. Did you get one of those um, pigs in the nappy money box things that people used to give out? No, I, did, I just got a Fiverr hour price voucher, and that had all my details, and now I've been at that bank for life. Yeah, that's I'm not, still with the same grooming. bank. That's because grooming, isn't it? Who is changing current account banks? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. On my to-do list. Yeah, I can't can even fix my TV. <laughs> Imagine going, do you know what? I'm going to move from that west to Lloyd's. I'm just going to do it. That is a that is an old man pottering, boarding retirement job, isn't yeah. it? You you have not got enough going on in your life if you're changing current accounts. <laughs> I think I got 50 quid for joining my bank. Because I think I was a student. I think I got 50 quid of oh, you vouchers got, you or something. you me over. I got five quid our, our price vouchers. Well, all me, me and all my mates from school got the same sort code because we signed up to the same bank at 13. <laughs> so whenever we transfer money, we all know the sort code. It's our own one. This should be a big documentary exposing this. <laughs> it is. But it is like get them when they're young because no one's ever going to bother to change. Yeah. It's like this, Rob. Get yeah. them listening to this podcast. They're never going across to Alistair Campbell. We're part of their fucking... Part of their week. <laughs> right, here's another good one. Hi, Rob and Josh. Talking about winning things as kids, my mum once ate our Sony PlayStation. Eight? Yeah, here we are. us out. Three pastels were doing a competition where if you found a blue one, you won a PlayStation. Oh, no. Oh, no. 
My mum asked to have one of our sweets. She hadn't read the packet and said, oh, a blue one, let's try that. Oh, no. <laughs> Tastes a bit funny. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> well, then we read from the packet and saw she had eaten our chance to have a PlayStation. Oh, I'd my. never forgive my mum. No. I'd, I'd asked, I'd asked, I'd asked, to, can you divorce your parents? Is there a thing, <laughs> I think, like, child stars have done it, where you could, yeah. you can separate yourself from your parents, can't you? Yeah, I think you can, yeah. Oh my God, that is heartbreaking. In a way, I was she's... about to say, if you've done that, let us know. I was like, don't yeah, do that, Rob. Yeah, it's no, never no, a good reason. Yeah, Britney Spears, get in touch. <laughs> Send us your funny stories of why you are not in contact with your parents anymore. Oh, that's heartbreaking, that fruit pastel thing. I know, the PlayStation. Oh, God. And this is a good one. Do you want to hear about a helicopter ride with a bishop? Yeah, why not? I didn't realise it was a 70s sitcom, but why well, not? You asked about things we want as kids. Well, I want a helicopter ride with the Bishop of Ripon. <laughs> I, I want it at high school for designing you know the best. What? That's the kind of thing Lord Sugar would give the winning team and the apprentice. Yeah. <laughs> You're going for a helicopter ride with a, my friend, the Bishop of Ripon. Um, anyway, so he won it for designing the best happy new millennium card. I got picked up at York Racecourse, flew to the Bishop's house, landed in his garden. <laughs> And picked him up, then flew back to the race course where I was presented with some arts materials. Do you know what? What Do we need the bishop? Really? Like, the first half of the journey is easy. My first question is, was there a parent or guardian with you? (laughs) Because if they're not, it's a very thin line between a trip to a bishop's house and trafficking. If my daughter came to me and said, I'm just going to go for a helicopter ride with the Bishop of Ripon... (laughs) No offence, Bishop of Ripon. No offence. On face value of just hearing that as words. Yeah. I wouldn't let my child fly alone to visit a bishop. No, neither would I. No, I definitely wouldn't. I'm not saying there's anything about there's, that. No, but I'm just saying, um, if you it. said I, to me, can I jump in that helicopter on my own to go and visit a bishop? I'd say no. I'd say the optics are bad. It's, it's a weird prize. It is, isn't it? Kids aren't into the Bishop of Ripon. That's not, not anymore. Thing they want. It's all changed these days. This was in the nineties, so the Bishop of Ripon. I don't even know where Ripon is. Where's Ripon? Uh, it's in Yorkshire, I think. Oh, yeah, because yeah, they were yeah. flying from York Racecourse as well. It must have been a quick flight. <laughs> straight up, straight down in the Bishop's garden. Wouldn't get. I didn't realise the bishops had such big carbon footprints. They're getting whizzed from racecourse to racecourse. The Bishop of Ripon got a helipad in his garden, like. How's that working out? Well, I don't know. I think we need to... I suppose to... the Bishop of Ripon's got a big old garden, hasn't We it? need to take a closer look at the Bishop of Ripon's helicopter rides with children alongside banks <laughs> forcing children to join their current account scheme yeah. through gladiators, bench-pressing teachers. Anyway. Do you want to hear about a life-size teddy cow that was one in Bush Gardens? This is a really, uh, this is a really fertile error, isn't it? Yeah. Okay. I just listened to your podcast where you talk about winning things as kids. My parents took us to Florida when I was eight or nine at Bush Gardens Park. Also, when you email in, if you don't know your age, just pick one. You don't have to, we're not going to investigate. Yeah. Yeah. This happens a lot. When I was seven, eight, nine or ten, like, no one's going to pin you down for details here. Yeah. Um, my parents took us to Florida when I was eight or nine at Bush Gardens. I somehow got an incredibly small hoop over a bottle and won a life-size cow. Um, I imagine Teddy, not an actual just cow. My dad returned with my siblings to find my mum and I perched on a bench with this massive soft toy and the colour drained from his face. He told me there was no way we could get it home as it would need its own seat on the plane. I had an complete meltdown oh, at the prospect oh, of leaving God. behind my much beloved oh, no. Moo who over two weeks I'd grown really attached to and now as the youngest I clearly got my own way 
So the cow had to have his own seat in the hire car to what? the airport as he was too big for the boots. Oh, my God. And was lovingly wrapped for the luggage hold. Oh, no. He made it home where he was too big for my shared bedroom. What? And spent the rest of his days in the loft. Oh, oh please have a photo of this cow. That'd be great. Yeah, I'd love to see a picture of that cow. I used to have an eight-foot teddy that Did I bought you? from Costco, yeah, Did for a you? laugh. Yeah, and then um, I ended up giving it to someone. It basically it took up too much space. So my mate was, my, I think it was an electrician. His brother was having a kid, and for a wind up, they just moved to a flat. He he, he took it to give him as a present for the baby. I don't know where he is anymore, but yeah, eight foot teddy, mate. <laughs> Did I tell you we we all got an award at the end of one of our school years? And um, you know when everyone had to get an award for what they were good at. Yeah. So it'd be like best at you know history, best at javelin, whatever. Mm-hmm. I just got a good egg award for being a generally good egg. <laughs> That's it. I think it's almost a bit offensive, that, isn't it? It's just like, I'm su- I was such a non-event that I was just, I wasn't even best egg. <laughs> <laughs> just one of the eggs. I was just one of the good eggs. Um, I've got a good tired parent story, Tom from Middlesbrough. Yeah. Uh, love the past got me through homeschooling my two boys three and seven by myself over lockdown as my wife is a key worker needless to say I don't have much hair left now when my eldest was a baby he was such a bad sleeper he used to wake up about four or five times every night we tried everything including the controversial crying it out method which was awful and only lasted a few nights then we stopped but nothing would work my wife was also going through bad postnatal depression so it was mainly me getting up and sitting with him in the rocking chair most nights sometimes when he wouldn't go down i'd while away the hours baking in the kitchen until about 1 or 2 a.m when he would be happily watching me from his higher chair or bouncing chair in the corner of the room this is horrific mostly i just learned to sleep sitting up in a chair anyway oh this is bleak (laughs) was that an aside (laughs) yes i forgot why he's written in anyway what a big anyway anyway Anyway, after a few months of about two hours of broken sleep per night, I got up early one morning thinking I was going to be productive and save myself a few quid at lunchtime. I made some of my favourite beef and horseradish with lettuce sandwiches and popped them on the side in a bag to take to work later. After a few hours, it was time to go to work, so I changed his nappy, got him after dressed for the day. After a few hours, that's the other thing. <laughs> I love a throwaway line. After a few <laughs> hours. Most people in the morning get up just at the last minute. Someone here is making their sandwiches a few hours before they leave the house. A few hours? After a few hours, it was time to go to work. He's made, he's made his lunch at 4am. After a few hours, basically, what parent is like, parenting is like, you know when you have to get, you've got a 7am flight and it was the only one you could get or it was the cheapest yeah. option and you wake up at 3am and you have to get to the get to the holiday and you get yeah. there and it is lovely and it's beautiful and you should be enjoying yourself but you can't quite do it because you're so you know, paralysingly tired. Yeah. That's parenting. <laughs> That's how it feels. Yeah. But yeah. every day. <laughs> anyway, after a few hours, it was time to go to work. I changed his nappy, got him dressed for the day before heading him over to my wife. I'm handing him over to my wife and grabbing my bag of sarnies on the way out. I got to work. I was walking across the car park towards the entrance to the office, feeling pleased with myself that I could have a relax at work, looking forward to my sarnies at lunchtime. When I met a colleague walking in the opposite direction, we nodded politely and he said, what you got there? While looking down at my sandwich bag, I was happily swinging along. I looked down and to my surprise, I wasn't holding my bag of sarnies. Instead, to my horror, I was holding a nappy bag with a very full shitty nappy in it. (laughs) 
We were stood there looking at each other <laughs> with a knowing look. I just shrugged and said, oh, I must have picked up the wrong bad. <laughs> I was so tired. When it came to lunchtime, I just ate the shit. No. <laughs> no, he didn't. He didn't. No, of course. I was so tired I wasn't even bothered I just went to the sandwich van at lunchtime instead Tom from Middlesbrough oh, oh Tom man send in keep, keep, keep going Tom send in lots of love so brutal isn't it a few hours I woke up made some sandwiches a few hours later I toddled off to work oh, right okay we've got some other ones do you want, do you want another one yeah here you go parent advice this is from Laura Okay, I have a six-year-old and a nine-year-old who always compete against each other. The other day, in full hangover mode, I created a competition whereby I provided them with body cream and they had to take it in turns massaging me so I could be the judge. What? I had a full body massage. They walked up and down on my what, back. Sorry, what? Is you making this whole thing up? No, this is what's happened. What? Sorry, start again, Rob. <laughs> I have a six-year-old and a nine-year-old who always compete against each other the other day i was in full hangover mode i created a competition where i provided them with body cream and that to take it in turns massaging me so i could judge right okay yeah do you think this is not okay well no I'll, I'll be honest the first time i heard it i heard so i could be the judge i thought it was like a role play where they were the judge in a court and i was like this <laughs> no, is... no 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 the judge of the massage. who's the best massager who's the best masseuse masseuse um, yeah that's a fucking now anyway so they were walking up and down on her back and they were you know doing her shoulders banging her back and quite enjoying beating her up but also massaging i actually felt amazing afterwards she said here laura yeah now my feedback to them was that they were both excellent and they were equal and it was a draw yeah so now they want another go at it to be the victor I'm planning a drinking session Friday so I can embrace my hangover massage on Saturday. Live loving life, Laura. That is good, isn't it? Yeah, but it is good. Are they going to be happy with another draw? The problem is, though, it's like it's the kind of thing where like you, that has to be limited to your own children on your yes. back. You yes. don't really want a full body massage. You don't want to have a play date where they've got friends over and it's all let's all massage mummy. That's yeah. when it starts yeah. to veer into yeah, the exactly. unacceptable. Do you yeah, know what exactly. I mean? If the Bishop of Ripon was doing that, I just think it wouldn't be yes, acceptable. That wouldn't be okay. Just sort of no. just a helicopter flight and that's it. Yeah, no, ma just... no massaging the Bishop today. No, just just helicopter. Just the usual normal helicopter flight. Just a normal you can't helicopter. Even talk to him. He's too loud. Is he in his full garb? Like Are you looking forward to the millennium? <laughs> have, have you found the light? Do you love Jesus? <laughs> yes. I designed a tea towel for the millennium. <laughs> Got the dome on it. Um, right, should we do some small business shout-outs? Yeah, if you've got if you've got a picture of yourself in the helicopter of the Bishop of Ripon, we will we will take it. Oh, yeah. um, that'd be absolutely great. Big up the Bishop as well. Big up the Bish. Big up the Bishop. Okay, right, here we go. Small business shout-outs. What we got? What you got, Josh? Anything you want to do? Yeah, um, why not? My fiance and I absolutely love your podcast. We run a shoe cleaning and restoration business. My shoes are fucked. Oh, it's in yeah, Hartley. Yeah, my mum always tells you about that. The Shoe Restoration Company, based in Hartlepool. You can view all work on our Facebook and Instagram pages at the underscore shoe underscore restoration underscore company. Thank you for many laughs and long live the podcast. Best regards, Hayden McLeod. In brackets, the Shoe Restoration Company. Close brackets. Oh, that's quite satisfying that. They have pictures of the dirty ones and show them all clean. Or what they could have done is took a photo when they bought them. Oh, and then... Rob, come on now. <laughs> no, I'm joking. No, I'm not. 
I'm not implying that. Wow, there's no, that is mental. I didn't know you could oh, do that wow. with trainers. That is incredible. Because I've got trainers that I like, but they've been discontinued. Do you know what I mean? So how do they make the, I get that they can make them cleaner, but how do they, you know, like with like Air Force Ones or like trainers, it goes a bit creasy at the front. Yeah. Because where your toe's been in them. That is That's good, amazing. Isn't it? That is great. Fair enough. Look at that. Fair enough. Oh, wow. Are we being... Are we being are we influenced being by ourselves? How do you do this? <laughs> anyway, well, good luck to, with that company. Um, I've got one here. Yeah. This is... Um, just wanted to send a small business shout-out for my sister who introduced me to the podcast. She started up a children's brand called Robin and Rue in lockdown 2021 around her one- and three-year-old daughters. Her main product is a reversible double bib that customers can customise themselves choosing their own fabrics from her website. It's like two bibs in one. So when one side gets wet or dirty, you can flap it inside out to contain oh, everything nice. inside, not oh, just turn it good. around that's like good. a normal bib. I use them now on my TV and sun, and they're absolutely the best bibs ever. She makes everything herself, and all the materials are ethically sourced from oh, the UK. Oh, this is good. This she is also good. makes matching scrunchies with the fabric offcuts to ensure that the business is as zero waste as possible. Great for mummy and big sisters matching the baby. Oh, that's clever. So that that's is at really good. Robin R O B Y N and Rue R O O Um if you need a bib. That is genuinely a great idea. I've been dribbling quite a lot in bed. Should I get one for bedtime? Yeah, what about the bib restoration company? Do you reckon you could get your bib, bib- back to box fresh? <laughs> and they look like cool little neckerchiefs. They make them look like little cowboys. That's, that is nice. That is good stuff. Robin and Rue and the Shoe Restoration Company. They are your small business shout-outs. Or we'll be back on Friday. I've enjoyed doing this, Rob. We don't do enough correspondence. I've enjoyed it. I've enjoyed it too. Um, it's good to hear from everyone as well. Thanks. And sometimes you don't put your names. Please put your names so we can give you a shout-out. It's nice yeah. to give you shout-outs. Um, cool. All right, then. Well, we'll see you on Friday with another guest. I look forward to that. See you then. Bye. 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 